Hey, this is Shanika Benson with A-List Realtors. We are a full-service real estate company. We are here to help you buy, sell, even purchase your first investment property. We're here to make home ownership easy and affordable and educate you on everything you need to know about real estate. When it comes to needing a realtor, I'm your girl. 314-565-9738. If it's about real estate, I'm woke. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. This is Leslie Trice with Legacy Title and Escrow. We are a full-service title company. If you need anything in your title service world, give me a call, 314-380-8600. We go above and beyond by design at Legacy Title. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In the Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, aka the Living Legend, KIL. Wanella Kill, but Kill still kills. Joining me in studio is a real legend, Larry Hughes, former NBA player, founder of the Larry Hughes Basketball Academy, and he is an entrepreneur getting in the cannabis industry with Viola. So, how you doing today, Larry? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Good. Appreciate you having me. Man, first of all, man, it's uh, it's an honor to have a NBA player in studio. We've been wanting to beef up our NBA talk, and it don't get any better than having one of the greatest in St. Louis basketball history in studio. Well, just tapping in, man, tapping into the local folks, see what's going on. I know we got a ton of stories. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've been going a little while, but I've been here a lot. So, yeah. you know, let's get to it. So um, I want to take it back because we, we, we got we got a little bit of time, you know, to do that. So I remember watching you play at uh, CBC, you and 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 uh, Justin. And I remember at the time, like in, in 96, I, I just kind of graduated from high school. And then, you know, just kind of watching you guys kind of uh, dominate the headlines and then get a chance to watch you beat my Auburn Mater Riverview. I'm like, damn, you guys must be good. Do, yeah. you, do you guys uh, talk about that a lot? We we do. I mean, being in you know in St. Louis, man, you you running you know running the people all the time that was at that game. You know what I'm saying in that gym. We played them at Umsel. Uh, the, the last time we played them at Umsel to move on to the state games, and it was crazy. I mean, we I got kids now. 
you know, parents that were at that game that's actually involved in the academy now. So that's a history game. That's a staple. I had 40 in that game. You know what I'm saying? It was all, it, it was all good. And, and those guys thought they could beat us for sure. <laughs> you and um, you and Justin, you guys were quite a tandem. What was it like playing with him in high school? Because he got just as much hype as, as you did locally. Well, that, that's my brother, man, and um, he, he knew I was going to shoot all the basketballs, and he had to <laughs> fi- figure it out, you know, as the game go along. He'll tell you to this day, but he sacrificed a lot for me. Like, he really sacrificed a lot for me in our AAU days, uh, but also in our high school days. He, he did a lot of the dirty work, hung around the basket, you know what I'm saying, allowed me to shine. So, you know, that's my brother, but we, we did definitely do some damage, uh, you know, in high school basketball. When, uh, when you look back at what you guys did in high school and now what these kids are doing today, how impressed are you? Oh, man, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, these kids are skilled. Um, you know, they work on their games. It's a lot of, you know, fanfare attention, a lot of highlights to keep them going, keep them motivated. Uh, the skill level is at an all-time high. You know, I only see it getting better. You got 6'9", 6'10", kids now that can handle the ball, shoot the ball, uh, and that just wasn't the case back in my day. Locally, uh, We've seen the talent level get better around here in St. Louis, and you tapped into that as well. You have your own basketball academy. Tell listeners about the basketball academy and how that come about. Well, that, that's really my give back to try to put opportunities in front of the young people that's, you know, detailed. There's a curriculum driven, so we understand exactly what we're teaching the young people, making sure that we touch all facets of the, of the basketball game, the rebounding, shooting, agility. Uh, performance. We track a lot of the things that they're doing with the technology that we have in the building. So we have fun conversation with them of they're good on the right side, not too good on the left side. So the, the academy is really my give back to the area to create you know peak performance, not only on the basketball court but but off the court as well. And then the uh, the academy also for for boys and and girls and and, and the women's game is is starting to. Uh, really get better. The WNBA right now, they're, they're celebrating a 25th year in the league. And you you broke in the NBA, too, right as that league was kind of taking flight. I, I love watching women hoop, man. I got, I got daughters that, that play ball. I, I love watching them hoop, uh, the fundamental game. But they also got some sauce to what they're doing. I mean, they're not jumping up. Everybody's not getting off the floor dunking. But they play a fun style of basketball. And even a professional women's player, uh, is is you know equivalent to a male professional player. I mean, yeah. they put in that work, they put in that time. They're the best at what they do, and I I love seeing them shine. Yeah, you know, before I came in, I was watching NBA TV, and I saw a crazy stat on uh, Diana Tarasi, a 14-time All-Star. That's that work. That that's big time, man. <laughs> you know, that, that's big time. No matter what you do, and you're talking about, you know, you're the top 12, 13, 14, whatever of your peers. Out of 14 out of the many years that you've played, I mean, that's 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 tough. That is the voice of Larry Hughes. Larry, the legend. I mean, he's a real legend. Join us on the NBA show, In the Zone show, city to city, state to state. We keeping it local today, sponsored by Cafe Piazza. So um, I want to get segue to SLU because uh, you played at SLU. Uh, you was a one and done at SLU. And one of the few one and does ever to – yeah, you're the only one that done it slow. And what what was that experience like? Because as a fan watching it, you know, I was mesmerized because I watched, uh, you know, Anthony Bonner and I watched Monroe Douglas and I watched the Rolling Grays ball, you know, in the mid-80s. And then, you know, you did your thing in the 90s. Yeah, no, it was, it was just about that. 
All those guys are hometown guys. They went to the university and they represented, you know what I'm saying, and have their, have their names in the history books. AB has his, his jersey in the Raptors, and he's from St. Louis. Yeah. So they went to, took everything that they did, you know, in the city, in the area, and took that to St. Louis. So that's what I wanted to do. I kind of followed in their footsteps. I was comfortable with everything that was going on with St. Louis University. So when I got there, I was just able to just to hoop and it just so happened that I was able to be one and done, but that wasn't necessarily really the mindset you right. know, going in. When uh, at the beginning of that season, you didn't you didn't think you would be a one and done. At what point during, during the season, you're like I think it's a possibility. Um, it was probably midway, not actually midway. It was probably the first month or, or six weeks in the season, uh, and I got word. You know, my mom had talked to some people that called her, that found her some some way, and said. You know, if he decided to come out, he could probably be uh, a top 10 pick. And from then on, I had a mindset of what do I need to do to be better and what do I need to do to, to make that, you know, that comment, you know, reality. So that's what it was. So does that, does that kind of tie into what we was talking about before we start this interview? Like, I noticed how you attack the basket with with reckless abandon. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you did. You was more pragmatic once you got to the NBA, but... To me, it seemed like you just attacked it with no fear at all. Well, definitely, man, in high school and, and, and really in college, I mean, my athleticism is going to be probably a little bit better than everybody I'm playing against. I mean, that's in high school and college. Obviously, once you make it to the league, you got to change up because everybody yeah. is, is the same, doing the exact same thing you're doing. Uh, but in high school, I had a good first step, and I was able to get up off of two feet. So I had a good first step. Once I got to the rim, I was on balance and under control. So I could take a hit, I could take contact, but I was going to, to dunk the basketball. Mm -hmm. What was your most memorable moment uh, in that season? You guys went 22 and 11. Uh, two favorites. I think you had back-to-back 40-point games. I believe you did. You correct me on that. Uh, the game that you won in Cincinnati against the Goon Squad, that was one of my all-time favorite Larry Hughes games. What, what, what about that game sticks out to you? Well, that season, I, it's Cincinnati's two games. Cincinnati. When we played here at home, and I think it was an ESPN game, and they would do this chant or like this dog growl or like just they had a bunch of like not older guys but guys that were seasoned. A few guys went to JUCO, so they knew what time it was. They knew how to prepare. So these guys in the hallway and you know, you know, screaming at our players, you know, trying to intimidate us, and obviously going out and, and handling their business. But those games against competition are always my you know my favorite games. And then going up to Marquette, you know, and, and giving them 40. Yeah. We got coaches and stuff that, that that still talk about that, you know, to this day. So that that, that was special for me for you sure. You was locked. You was literally in a in the zone, no pun intended. But can you tell our listeners, when you're in that basketball zone, especially on the road, you can't hear nothing. Now nah, you you really you really locked in. Now you, you really locked in. You don't necessarily hear the, the cheers or the, 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 the boos or – you know, you hear occasional coaching tip, you know, here and there. Mm -hmm. But when you get into that zone and you're just playing with the basketball, it's like taking you back to, like, schoolyard, go schoolyard basketball. Mm -hmm. That's the voice of uh, Larry Hughes. He is so kind to join us in studio. Glad to be talking some hoops, uh, especially locally, because, I mean, that's that's where you're rooted. So you got the nickname Larry Legend. Where did the nickname Larry Legend come from? It, it came from the newspapers. <laughs> like it, it came from the newspapers. I'm not sure who wrote it. Uh, but it was definitely a headline, and you know, kind of had to live up to it. But it was definitely, it was definitely uh, written in the newspaper. Do you feel like you lived up to it? Uh, I think so. 
You know, I think so because there's stories and things that, that outlive my basketball game. I've been done for a number of years that people still can relate to and talk about. You know, they know exactly where they were in that moment. So, you know, that's that's kind of equivalent to, to you know, legend status in some regard. And, you know, in, in my opinion, too, the, the legend status um, from just who you play with, right? So you play with Allen Iverson. Uh, you play with Michael. You you play with LeBron. Uh, what was those experiences like? Um, really, just being locked in, being a professional. You know, I, I played with AI. Uh, that was my first kind of you know introduction into the league. Who's you know he's like a brother to me just because of when I first got drafted, we were in a lockout, so I spent a lot of time with him, get to knowing him. Uh, he got a chance to get to know my little brother, and my mom. Mm-hmm. So we built a good relationship. So that was like a. You know, like I got somebody I can relate to in this thing, and now I could, you know, figure out where it's time to go. I obviously played with, with MJ, you know, in, in DC, and I just watched everything that he did, not on the basketball court, but like in the locker room, in the training room, like on the plane. Like I was kind of, you know, just kind of seeing how he carried himself. And then you mentioned Bron, you know, I got with Bron when he was a young guy. But I, what I love about Bron is that he asked questions. He was, he was. Uh, you know, a young savant, but at the same time, he wanted to understand, like, from the guys that have, you know, been in the league, you know, and done certain things, he wanted to hear from them first. So, with all the things that he had athletically, he was wanted to use his brain when he got in, and I think that's why he's special now, and 19 years later, he's still doing his thing. Yeah, and, and the more I keep, you know, the more I keep listening to you talk, I, like, you had to practice against Michael. You had to practice against LeBron. And now, again, coming full circle, you got a basketball camp. These kids got to be hanging on every word that you said. You got the credibility. Well, they do. And then we have pictures in the, the gym to show them. Um, but, again, it's about we have to – we always have to prove it to the kids. So, it's mm-hmm. all about the next best thing. But when you put a name up like Allen Iverson, you know, LeBron James – Michael Jordan, you know, they can't help but listen to what you're saying. <laughs> and then, and then as, a, as a former player, do you have that out-of-body experience like, damn, I played with and against them? Man, I, I learned from all of them, and I, and I pay attention. So I, I take any of that for granted. I was in Cleveland. We won a bunch of games, made it to the finals. Didn't get that ring, but, we, you know, we, we, we made it there. And I just learned from all those guys I played with. That's the voice of Larry Hughes. He's joining us in studio on the In The Zone show, going city to city, state to state. We keeping it local today. So speaking of local, you are now also a businessman. You're getting in the cannabis industry. You got a new venture. Uh, it's called Biola, right? It's called Biola. Biola. And uh, can you tell listeners how did you get into the uh, cannabis business? Well, my, my guy, Aaron Harrington, uh, who was a teammate of mine, we're in the same draft class. He's been doing great things in the space, uh, you know, leading the space as a minority leader. And, you know, it's good for him to open up opportunities for other entrepreneurs to get into the space. And like, I, I watch how people move, and he was moving in the right way, you know, getting all this business stuff together. And he was a guy that I wanted to follow. And his brand is Viola. And we attached ourselves uh, locally here in, in St. Louis to that brand. And it, it's, it's, it's getting going. And I think it's going to be something that's valuable to the city, uh, valuable to to everybody around. Could you tell listeners uh, some of the kind of the extra hoops or hurdles, or, or are you able to talk about some of the extra hoops that you had to go through just to get in the cannabis business? Well, I, I think as a minority and as a black man, you always have those hoops and hurdles. Um, so it's a challenge. But when you come with, you know, not being the smartest person in the room, you're always trying to level up. You're always trying to find people that know more information than what you do. So what you do is you build a collective and we build a good circle, build a good group of people that are able to tackle different areas of the business. 
somebody that's out, in, you know, doing the marketing, somebody that's handling, you know, the legal, you know, paperwork, somebody that's handling the branding, and we bring all that together. So we limit our challenges. We all have challenges in our in our space, but you know, what I'm saying we just been working together really well. And uh, when is the grand opening going to be? Well, we've been moving the date back a little bit, so there's no real official grand opening. But we're doing tours now with with you know with equipment going in and build out uh, happening, um, and everybody's getting juiced about you know Biola coming to the city. Well, hey, keep us posted on what you're doing. We got a show called the Cannabis Corner, so we definitely got to have you back on talk about some of the great things that you guys are doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so, last thing I got to ask you, man, what gets Larry Hughes in the zone? My people. My people, that's what gets me in the zone. I, I, I like to have um, calmness around me, not saying that everything is, has to be easy going, but I like for everybody to know what their purpose is, know what their why is, you know, and that gets me locked in to continue to progress and, and move and, you know, keep the waves, you know, <laughs> calm and still, man. That's what I'm looking for. All right, thank you so much. That is Larry Hughes. Uh, Larry Legend, so gracious to join us in studio. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Uh, best of luck. Best of health. We'll definitely be in touch. Appreciate you, man. All right, we're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. More with Larry Legend, with Josh Price, and Arlington A. Train Lane on the Price Show. Price check on the End of Zone Network, right? Is that where we at? All right, take us a break. This is Leslie Trice with Legacy Title and Escrow. We are a full-service title company. If you need anything in your title service world, give me a call. 314-380-8600. We go above and beyond by design at Legacy Title. Hey, this is Shanika Benson with A-List Realtors. We are a full-service real estate company. We are here to help you buy, sell, even purchase your first investment property. We're here to make home ownership easy and affordable and educate you on everything you need to know about real estate. When it comes to needing a realtor, I'm your girl. 314-565-9738. If it's about real estate, I'm woke. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. 